And I always like to tell the story. I've told it many times. This is self-help author and speaker Wayne Dyer sharing a story that takes place when he was 19 years old in the Navy and about the ship off from California to Japan. Uh, my, uh, my Uncle Bill, who was a school teacher in Hayward, California, handed me a, a collection of writing by Leo Tolstoy. And the collection of writings was, um, had a, was called The Death of Ivan Illich. And that was the lead story. And, this, and he said, before you get to Japan, he said, see if you can read The Death of Ivan Illich. Just read it. He said, it'll be really important for you. Leo Tolstoy's novella tells the story of a high court judge named Ivan Illich, who by his understanding had lived his life rightly, doing everything that he was told by society to do. You know, he was programmed on ambition, on achieving things, on accumulating things. And he hated everything about what he was doing throughout, you know, throughout the story. And you know that the ending of the story by the title of the story, The Death of Ivan Illich, you know this guy, he's going to die in the end. So the last paragraph of the, of the short story, he's lying there holding uh, his wife's hand. And he looks up into her eyes. And the, and the last message of that story is, he says to her, what if my whole life has been wrong? And then he died, closed his eyes. And I was 19 years old, and I took out a little notebook, <laughs> and I wrote a note to myself. It said, Dear Wayne, don't die <laughs> with your music still in you. Don't die with your music still in you. Now, Wayne is not literally talking about music here. He is talking about the expression of our lives, the expression of you, your gifts, your ideas, the person you desire to be, the life you've imagined for yourself. All these ideas and ideals make up the music in you, in Wayne's analogy. In 1997, psychologist Mark Freeman wrote, Tolstoy's book is about many things. But more than anything, I would offer it is about the consequences of living a life without meaning. That is, without a true and abiding connection to one's life. I often say that my main wish for all people is that you live the full expression of your life, whatever that is for you. Because I know, as many of you do, what it feels like to hold myself back or to feel stagnant or unexpressed. And I also know that powerful feeling of putting yourself out there, of creating something that feels true to you and seeing it reflected back through the world, of taking something from a spark of an idea through to existence. Welcome to Where There's Smoke, the show where we explore self-development through the lens of current events, pop culture, and experience. This week, we are exploring expression through the journey of two artists. We get a little help from one of my favorite podcasts and the first appearance of royalty here on WTS. My name is Brett Gaida. Sorry, just uh, warming up the old trumpet for later. Ah... Uh, Okay, whatever. Uh, let's start the show. You're listening to Song Exploder, where musicians take apart their songs and piece by piece tell the story of how they were made. 
My name is Rishikesh Irwe. Song Exploder is a podcast from Rishikesh Irwe that explores the creative process of musical artists. Each episode explores how an artist brings a song to life. It delves into the specific decisions they make in creating their work and their journey to that expression, which is often as personal as it is technical. My name is Angel Deridorian, and I play as Deridorian. Deridorian's debut solo album was released in August 2015. In this episode, Angel breaks down the track A Beautiful Woman and how the decision to lead her own musical project affected her and inspired the creation of this song. This episode was released on October 5th, 2015, and reflects a time of creative transition for Deiradorian. From 2006 to 2012, she was a part of the band Dirty Projectors. And then she left the band and moved from New York City to Los Angeles to create her first solo record. This song is like really kind of sad to me. I mean, it's about myself and the transformational process, kind of like the future self, the ideal self. It's hard to let go of something that you've worked so hard for and then put faith into yourself that you're going to be able to come out with something. There is often fear and a leap of faith that meets us in the process of expression and creation. And while Angel here is speaking about the art of music, we are not just speaking about art. Expression could take its shape in a business, a vintage of wine, a product design, a French pastry, a mathematical theory, a podcast, or any other immeasurable number of things. It is the process of taking something from a spark of an idea through to existence. And while there are probably moments in that process that can be truly amazing, it can also run us through the ringer several times over. I also just think that when you are a creative type of person making art, music, film, whatever it is, you're more likely to hate yourself. Because you have to take so much time to learn who you are when you want to make a piece of work to show other people. Because that's where like the honesty comes from. It comes from sensitivity to society and the world where there's just like constant comparison. What is good? What is bad? And again, yeah, from that guilt and shame of like feeling like you could do so much more, many more hours. I could be. The process of creation and expression can be both invigorating and exhausting. It can be incredibly rewarding and joyful and other times frustrating and cruel. And that may be one of the first things we need to accept about it, if we truly want to live the full expression of our lives. Also, you know, when you're creating, you make a lot of shit sometimes, and that was happening, and then I was like, I suck. Why, why am I doing this? Needing to overcome a lot of self-deprecation. I think everybody has that, but that's another thing I've had to really work on. It's just like not being so hard on myself, but also still working hard. It's hard to not be hard on ourselves when we care so much. And that is often the case when we are creating something from an authentic place with passion and purpose, and most often with a desire to give to others in some way. But I'll be on my way to better things. But I'll be on my way to better things. 
like having to go through it. But knowing that after every kind of dark phase, there's a light phase that follows it. So keeping that knowledge through all the darker times. The etymology of the word expression suggests that it is defined as the action of pressing out. Artist Henry Matisse said, creativity takes courage. There is a strength and a commitment required to press our expression out into this world. And our success will be dictated not by what we want, but by what we are willing to do or go through to get it. See, often I want really translates into I am interested in. And interested comes packaged with words like try, and it's accessorized with phrases like unless, until, and only if. Commitment is when we are willing to do whatever it takes, and where only if turns into even if. It requires us to put something on the line, and often that something is our identity, who we've come to know ourselves as, and the comfort and security we feel in that. Even when we are not fulfilled, we want to hold on to what we know. And it takes tremendous courage to let go for the possibility of what could be. I had been a musician for for most of my life. Um, you know, in college, I played in a bunch of different bands. In Salt Lake City, we had you know independent record label that we started. We did pretty well for a while. We played at like South by Southwest in Austin, and music really had been kind of my primary goal, my primary identity. I mean, that that was in songwriting, and and this is sort of indie stuff that. It's not very mainstream, but, you know, that that was sort of really where my passion was. This is Chad Murphy. He is an assistant professor of management at Oregon State University, as well as a husband and a father of four. And for most of Chad's life, his primary avenue of artistic expression was through music. And that journey for him was often a frustrating one. While he was expressing himself something was lacking and in his words it sort of just never progressed in 2015 those feelings started to come to a head because i was 35 at the time i was 35 and i was like you know i'm never going to have any clarity really i was kind of coming to terms with that you know i'm probably just going to have to muddle through with music forever uh if i can't figure something else out this is an emotion I think many of us can relate to, especially when it comes to how we are or are not expressing our ideas or ourselves to the world. We have a desire for clarity. We want to be making a difference in some way, and yet it can feel like we are just muddling through. Chad looks back on that time now and, 
and feels that he was stuck in a way, or perhaps trapped is a more appropriate word. The thing about it was, was I was good at it, but I wasn't great at it. You know, I was like extremely competent at, at this, like, you know, amazingly like average. Um, pretty good, but nothing I was really kind of uniquely talented at. But it, it took me a really, really long time to understand that that's what was was going on. And I, I came across this term, I teach this in class actually, and and it actually really helped me kind of understand what, what had been going on. It's it's this, this idea of a competency trap where I think a lot of organizations, this happens to them, but a lot of people in their careers where you you know, you get stuck kind of doing things that you're good at, you know, at the expense of finding things that you're uniquely talented or, or maybe great at, you know, and because it's just so kind of pleasurable to do something you're already good at, you know, it's something that you know you can do well. Uh, and you kind of do that for years without ever stepping outside of that and, and trying to figure out, okay, is this is this what I'm actually uniquely gifted at, or is it just something that I like because I, I, I feel good about myself when I see that I can execute it? Now, this is Chad looking back and identifying what he was going through in retrospect. However, when it was happening, he wasn't that aware. He was striving, grinding, believing that what he was looking for was just around the corner. Until that point, in 2015, when he got just frustrated or dissatisfied or run down enough that he asked himself a hard question. Okay, you know, if, the, if I'm not getting somewhere that I want to be with this, could it be that, you know, I'm just sort of good at it, but not uniquely talented or uniquely equipped to do this particular thing? That's a really hard question, I think, to ask yourself, you know? It's hard. And as is often the case with a great question, it set him off on a new course. And so that was a, an initial moment where I think my mindset started to shift a little bit. And I started to think, I want to do something creatively, but, you know, I need to be honest with myself. Maybe I'm not um, the person who's supposed to be on this music track. Maybe that's just not where my skills are. I felt like I had skills in some area, but I had no sense of where the medium was to put those things. It was really, it was hard. It was really uh, a pretty depressing experience because it was like, okay, you've just spent 15 years learning how to write songs, trying to get better at singing them, you know, learning how to record music. And what does that mean if you just stop doing that now? And I did that though. I mean, I just stopped. In her poetry book, Salome, In Every Inch, In Every Mile, American poet Chris Jammy wrote, everyone has their own ways of expression. I believe we all have a lot to say, but finding ways to say it is more than half the battle. And so when we reflect on Henry Matisse's words that creativity takes courage, Perhaps that courage is as much about letting something go as it is about taking something new on. And so Chad just stopped. He stopped doing the thing he had been doing for 20 years. And remember, it wasn't just something he did. 
It was who he was in his mind. My primary identity. And he let it go. To give himself a chance to see if maybe there was some other form of expression, some other track he was meant to be on. Uh, This was in the summer, uh, so I had a little bit more time. And I would just start kind of writing. I would start typing things. I would start drawing for the first time. I remember very vividly, uh, you know, getting uh, a pad of paper and some micron pens and just experimenting uh, and kind of seeing what happened. This went on for most of that summer of 2015, during which Chad says there were a series of strange coincidences. And as he continued to experiment, he was asking himself, Okay, where, where do I put this energy that I know is in my head and inside me, but where do I put it? And then, toward the end of the summer, he was on a business trip in Vancouver and decided to check out the Vancouver Art Gallery. And I saw, I went to the Vancouver Art Gallery uh, on a, a day where I didn't have meetings. I just went by myself and uh, I wandered around for a, a few hours. And as I was leaving, I saw... Uh, some art by David Shrigley, who's a, an artist in the UK. And he makes these pretty simple line drawings, and they're kind of absurdist, uh, humorous drawings with these sort of funny phrases attached to them. And uh, I saw that, and there was a, a very clear, extremely clear moment of realization. I sort of connected to that that medium very quickly and instantaneously. You know, a a sense of like, I can see myself from the outside. I can imagine what I would tell me. And it would be, you're supposed to, or you are, you know, equipped to do something more visual. You know, to to do some kind of visual art. And I had no idea what that would be. I just had never done, I mean, I, I had never done it. I had never done anything like it. And I had no sense for what the possibilities were. And it was weird to me to feel that confident about it. So there was a, a sort of confident clarity. It was like um, encountering a language for the first time, but already understanding it, if that makes sense. It was like entering a room, people are speaking a language that you'd never heard before, but you can join in the conversation. It was that clear. I don't want to overstate the sort of mystical element here, but it really, the experience of it was certainly like that, like a kind of Oh, this is it, you know. Have you ever had a moment of complete and utter clarity? It's magical. And I've found that in some ways what happens afterward doesn't matter that much or maybe a better way to put it is that when you are clear about a direction or a decision you tend not to analyze every next step or even judge them while the majority of people listening to this podcast right now probably have no idea who chad murphy is there are also many of you that actually do you just don't realize it yet Because in the days that followed that moment of clarity in Vancouver, Chad became 
royalty of sorts. He spent his train ride back to Portland journaling, drawing, writing, experimenting, and... At a certain point, I wrote the phrase Lord Birthday. Yes, nailed it. That again was a very clear moment where it was like, that's going to be the pseudonym. You know, that's, that's what it is. And I didn't know what it meant. I had no sense for what Lord Birthday looked like or what the drawings even would be that would follow. But it just kind of felt, it felt right. Today, less than three years later, Chad's Lord Birthday is a self-proclaimed maker of absurd poem comics with 192,000 followers on Instagram. And he just released his first book entitled How to Appear Normal at Social Events and Other Essential Wisdom. In addition to having stellar reviews that seemed to drop the word genius profusely, it landed in the top 20 on multiple Amazon book charts in its first week, including hitting number one on Amazon's Limericks and Humorous Verse chart, ousting previous top seller, I'm Not Sorry, Poems by Cats. True story. But honestly, for Chad, it is not about taking back poetry from cats or having his brain proclaimed a strange and glorious place to live in a book review. Also a true story. The biggest thing for Chad is that his expression is landing with people, helping people, moving them. That's right. Yeah, no, that's a really excellent point, too. I mean, I I probably was not as fulfilled doing music because it in part wasn't useful to people. I mean, you know, it wasn't kind of accessing that that sort of internal set of uh, motivations that I, I have just kind of naturally, you know, to be, you know, some kind of um, useful resource uh, for people. And I want to feel like I've, I've done something to move people forward or, you know, to w- whichever direction they're going. I, I do want to feel like I'm I'm being a, a helpful addition to that. Yeah, I think that is is why Lord Birthday, it sort of kind of emerged over time to be this, you know, it's explicitly kind of serving that purpose and like takes that idea of as art as kind of purpose-driven pursuit and makes that explicit. So yeah, yeah, I think that was maybe part of where that came from. It's interesting to hear Chad talk about wanting his expression to be useful and help move people. One could say he is sort of paying it forward in a way. Because there is a link in the stories of this episode that we haven't revealed yet. And it happens in October 2015. You know, there's this podcast, um, Song Exploder. Yeah, Song Exploder. yeah, love it. Yeah, it's a great podcast. And and I was listening. I, I'd have to go back and, and figure out who the, the artist was. Uh, I don't remember who who was on the show, but she um, was talking- Following our conversation, Chad went back and identified that artist. And well, (laughs) you probably know what's coming. My name is Angel Deridorian, and I play as Deridorian. Landing on something that you just kind of knew from the beginning that there was something different about it. 
And part of, if I remember correctly, part of what she was saying is that, you know, there was a lot of trial and error involved. It was kind of like you just do a bunch of things and then, you know, eventually, if you keep going, you're going to find that sort of sparkling moment where things come together and you know ahead of time. Like she described kind of knowing ahead of time that this is where where it was going to lead. I feel like I've, I've been lucky. I understand struggling with your work, but I also know that your mind is a very powerful thing and that you'll get there. If that's what you want, you'll get there. And it'll work out just how you thought of it. In an email Chad wrote me following our conversation, he told me that this podcast episode was an important turning point for him creatively. He wrote, I was really struck by this somewhat mystical idea that the mind is capable of leading us in new directions, if that's what we really want. I kind of already had a sense that Lord Birthday was going to work in some way, but this moment in the podcast gave me the confidence that I could actually get there and make it happen. And just a few weeks later, on October 23rd, 2015, he posted as Lord Birthday on Instagram for the first time. The growth was quick and steady. By the spring of 2016, Lord Birthday had 10,000 followers. By the end of 2016, 60,000 followers. And the rest is history. Perhaps that is the most powerful aspect of expression. That when we embrace the courage to express whatever it is that we want to express, we become not only creators, but also teachers. That the end result is not the end result. Expression is procreation in a way. It's contagious. It has a ripple effect beyond what we bring into existence. Your expression inspires others' expression. We know this is true. Just look at these stories. We picked up Angel's story as she was taking her leap into a solo career. And there is zero doubt that others inspired her in that leap. And then her journey, shared in a podcast, landed in Chad's ears at just the moment he needed a bit of extra confidence. And then we were inspired to introduce Chad to you. And we hope that by making this show, that someone will be inspired to put their expression into the world. American modern dancer and choreographer Martha Graham once said, there is a vitality, a life force, an energy, a quickening that is translated through you into action. And because there is only one of you in all time, this expression is unique. And if you block it, it will never exist through any medium and it will be lost. The world will not have it. And in this process of expression, Martha went on to say, there is no satisfaction whatever at any time. There is only queer, divine dissatisfaction, a blessed unrest that keeps us marching and makes us more alive than the others. That us that Martha is speaking of, it is you, me, any of us, but only if we are willing to do the work. 
hunker down, stop and let go of what's not working, be open to what could work, be less hard on ourselves while still working hard, and believe that we are capable and we will get there. You know, anytime you're kind of stepping out of uh, a kind of collective sense of who you are and trying to kind of rebuild yourself in this way, I think it's really frightening because you don't know if you're going to be able to do it. But I have seen that happen so many times. I mean, I've seen it now again and again with people I know who've uh, done this in different areas of life. I mean, 10 years ago, five years ago, I would have thought the idea that I would be kind of defining myself as a comic artist slash illustrator slash strange internet persona writer. I mean, that would have been so far. I, I would have thought that was impossible, like impossible to evolve myself from where I was to, to this person. And somehow that sort of ability to flex uh, our sense of identity and, and, and shift that and evolve that and, and kind of mold that into new forms, that's been kind of reaffirmed to me again and again uh, in this experience. Thank you to Chad Murphy for not only taking the time to speak with me twice, but also for being so available for follow-up emails and questions. A true gentleman and a scholar, as they say. Follow Lord Birthday on Instagram. He is at Lord underscore birthday. And get yourself a copy of his new book, How to Appear Normal at Social Events and Other Essential Wisdom. Tom Toro, cartoonist for The New Yorker, said, Lord Birthday is in a category all his own. It must be lonely out in genius land, but I'm glad he's there. Exceptionally, uproariously funny. And that's just one of the many incredible reviews for the book. Also, thanks to Invisibilia's Lulu Miller, who introduced us to Chad. Lulu has become a friend and champion for our show over the years, and we are so grateful for her support. We're going right now, so. Oh, then I'm ready. Then I'm ready. Because that's I know so. again, you know, my new rule is as little editing as possible here at the end. So we're going, which means <laughs> welcome to WTS Digs. Of course, this is the part of the show where we share the things that we like, the things we love, the things that are really um, getting us excited about the world or helping us to avoid the world. And uh, yeah, we share those with you. So Brett, first of all, we're talking on the phone. Where are you? Uh, well, I'm in San Francisco, California, technically Sausalito. My phone service here is sort of terrible. Can you hear me all right? Uh, it'll work. People, people understand what's happening. All right, as long as it'll work. I'm back. I'm back in the in the in the in the in the heartland. Back in the home home of where there's smoke. Uh, well, just not a Sausalito. few miles from where the sh- well, no, but just yeah. a few the Bay Area, just a few miles from where the show was born. Uh, came out here sort of last minute for some business. Got to have a burrito today, which was amazing. Though I am literally still in a food coma four and a half hours later. I feel so like for somebody who's kind of a stickler on this, you just said literally in a food coma. Wait, wh- so I just feel like that's problematic. Well, so see, see, that's my phone service. I just lost it. I hope it was not insulting. Oh, it was not at all. 
walk and see if I can find a better spot. Uh, you can do both. You can do those simultaneously. Um, I said something really cool and witty, and the audience will love it, and you'll never get to hear it. Oh, so, um, <laughs> so what are you right. digging this week, Brett? So I'm super excited. I told you I was really excited about my dig this week. Um, just because I've been digging it for like two weeks, and I've been really excited to share it. So I am digging a podcast, uh, and it's a podcast called Chompers. Mm. And it's by Gimlet Media. It's actually a toothbrushing podcast. A okay, toothbrushing podcast. You got it, cut off. A toothbrushing podcast. Yeah, I've heard about it's this. A toothbrushing podcast. Yeah. So it's aimed at kids, but I have to say, I mean, it's super awesome because me and my son, Radic, he's six and he's super psyched about it. So we listen to it every morning, every night. It's basically three to four minute episodes. And every week they have a theme. The first week we started listening, the theme was all about food. Uh, last week it was animals. This week it's like gross. So they're talking about like bacteria and all this stuff. So you learn something. And at the same time, it, they tell you to start brushing. And then they tell you when to switch, like do one side of your mouth then the other side, then the below, then the other side. And then my, my son's favorite part is the end, which I'm going to have you play right Four now. Chompers. But now it's time to three, three two, one, six. So that's his favorite part. And it's all over and it's done. And... Uh, it's just really cool. And I have to say, Nick, on top of it being super fun and my son now getting excited about brushing his teeth every morning and night, and he yells at me, Daddy, it's chompers time, it's chompers <laughs> time. I think most of us, even adults, I don't think we brush our teeth very no. well or long enough. No. And so I'm super, like, I'm look, I was looking at my teeth the other day, I'm like, my teeth are whiter because I'm actually brushing my teeth for like three minutes instead of just like, you know, 30 seconds. So I'm loving it. It's great. Well, that, that is awesome. You said you had another one. If you, can, cause I, if you can do it quick, you should do it. Yeah, so I actually posted it on our on our social. But the other one is uh, the mashup song that actually released today, which is the day before the show the show release, which was uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda and Ben Platt, uh, formerly stars of Hamilton and Dear Evan Hansen, put out a mashup um, of songs from both shows and all the proceeds are going to the March for Life and it's awesome. Hello. Raise a glass to freedom. Something they can never take away. No matter what they tell you. Someone will come running to take you home. Raise a glass to all of us. Tomorrow there'll be more of us. Telling the story of tonight. Out of the shadows. The morning is I love it, love it, love it. Now, I am an unabashed, massive Dear Evan Hansen fan and a pretty big Lin-Manuel uh, uh, Miranda fan, too. So, But it's it's just a great song. I, I had goosebumps. I listened to it like five times today. All right. Well, that, that's uh, that's quite a dig. So I did see that earlier. I haven't checked it out. I don't know Dear Evan Hansen as well. So I was like, I don't know if it's going to do it for me, but I'll definitely check it out. Check it out. So what about you, Nick? What do you dig in? Well, I've got two. I gave you two so I could do two, but I'm going to keep it very, very ah, short. Nice. Um, so I recently, Brett, I think I told you, yeah. So I have a new desk. And as you know, I had a, um, a very sort of makeshift standing desk before. Now I have like a grown-up standing desk, uh, which is great. Really enjoying it. It's helping with my posture and some headache issues I had. But sort of on a whim one day, I don't know how it happened. I found out that you can turn... Your, I have not told you this, you can turn your phone, like basically any phone, into a wireless charging phone. 
So I know that like the iPhone 10, you can do that, maybe the eight. And I know that some Android phones have them, but I have an iPhone seven and it doesn't have the wireless charging. And you think, I've always thought this is kind of stupid. Like who cares? I can plug a thing in, but it is strangely liberating. <laughs> like I'm really enjoying it. So really it's just, really just to look up. Like there's like these adapters and these cheap pads. I think for $25, um, I've got this pad and an adapter for my phone and it just sort of sits on there all day. And I don't know what it is. It seems like a gimmick but it's, it's strangely satisfying and feels like, I don't know, it feels less of a bother. I know that plugging a cord in isn't a big deal. So there's that. Just look no. into wireless charging All right. as a concept. It's a thing. <laughs> um, the other thing is we didn't do a show on it, but during the holiday season, I spent a lot of time watching Hallmark uh, holiday movies, Christmas movies. Oh my God. <laughs> and we didn't, as Brett knows... <laughs> As Brett knows, um, it didn't end up making up it could be the Christmas episode, and maybe we'll come back to it in a future uh, holiday season. But in that same vein of trying to find television shows that don't make you feel like you want to die, that's all it's about, right? You just want to feel good and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. feel calm. Is that recently uh, I've been watching a lot of, well, trying to watch a lot of like home and garden shows, but the problem is that all those shows are terrible, and I have sort of on the record is saying that I think I just don't need like fake drama in these shows. Like remember this old house and how great that was. It was just like, yeah. we're, we're building a house anyway. So in that vein, uh, Netflix recommended a show to me. It's a pretty new show called the world's most extraordinary homes. And they just go around to these homes. They talk about the design of the homes and like what built them and the materials and sort of from an aesthetic place, from an architectural and engineering place. And it's like, it just, it's really, it's just beautiful and calming and insightful. And what that does is allow the sunlight to enter right the way into the heart of the house. And what they've done at the view side is then make a shaded veranda really to allow you to always see the view and that shows that architecture isn't about making strange shapes or trying to think of a concept it's just looking really hard the view and the daylight and then making sense of it with a building and then i was sharing that with somebody else and they suggested to me another show which maybe some people know called grand designs which is a british show um, that has two seasons on Netflix, at least here in America as well. And it's it, they follow the construction of a house, but it doesn't have like, we have one weekend to build a house. They're just like, we're going to just check in on this house every so often. And, you know, the, the plans change and they run out of money. But the drama is there, but it's real and the houses are still beautiful. And so I just, these are, are, are just... A, a better version of, of the trash HGTV that's there. <laughs> so, Grand Designs, uh, which is, you can find on Netflix, and also Netflix, The World's Most Extraordinary Homes, and just look into wireless charging. This is just great. That's it. So that's what I'm yeah. doing. Just put your put your phone down and it's, and it's charged it, up. I, doesn't I it, like so, it. I, it sounds dumb, but it really feels no. something about it. All right. I mean, I, I like, and I also like. I mean, now we've got we found out that you're into cooking shows. Now we got you know the home shows. Though I like this sort of feels like your meditation. Well, it's because it's, like it's all about like someone else would meditate and you're watching. But like, there, it's all about like how thoughtful these people are in creating these like really extraordinary things. So that's what I like about it. But yeah. because your phone yeah. is sort of cutting out, I'm going to do the clothes for us. 
So all right, do it. So yeah, so if you are digging something, you need to make sure you let us know. You can find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Now, in fact, Brett, I talked to somebody on the phone today who said, "Hey, where the smokes Instagram game is picking up?" So you should go check that out. All of those are at Explore WTS, and let us know what you're digging. Hashtag WTS digs. You can also email us connect at uh, connect at where the smoke co. Don't know why I forgot that. And uh, that's it. That's it. Thanks. Welcome to the credits. My name is Brett Guida and I will be your guide. We are so, so, so grateful and thankful to all the people who support us through Patreon with monthly donations. We have a new website launching in the next month and it would not have happened without your support. A few of our most recent supporters are Paolo Keogden, Heather Parody, Christina Jensen, and Meg Fitzgerald. If you would like to support the show and make a monthly donation, it could be as little as a dollar, as much as 20, whatever you got, please go to supportwts.com for more insight and info. There are lots of great listeners out there connecting with us and bumping us on social media. Thank you to all of you. Following our self-acceptance episode, at Jakibi tweeted, Today, I will accept that I am a naturally anxious person and that I need extra consideration in stressful situations. It's not a flaw. It's a part of who I am. Thanks at Explore WTS. Well, we also want to say thank you to Lisa Jacob, and we retweeted it, and when she saw it, she said, Moments like this make me teary-eyed and remind me why I do the things that feel scary. Thank you. Thanks for all the additional Twitter love from at Shelton, at Bidget, at Whalen, and, of course, at 13VictorC. So thank you so much for all the support. We are doing our best to be more active on Instagram these days. Big thanks to A Sustainable Mind Podcast for giving us a bump over there. Check out their podcast and come join us on Instagram. We are at Explore WTS. Some final shout outs. Thank you for interacting with us. Jetro Julcias and Maria Dielvia on Facebook and SoundCloud respectively. And John Wilson for sending us a very kind email and being a vocal supporter of the show out there in the real world. Where There's Smoke is explored, experimented, invinced, expressed, created, written, produced, and edited by Brett Gaida and Nick Jaworski. Thanks to Kristen McMullen and Teresa Ward for their ongoing support with the show. If you have a podcast or you want to make one and you want it to sound awesome, look up Nick at podcastmonster.com. And if you're looking for a keynote speaker, a panelist, or a facilitator for an event, reach out to me, Brett, B-R-E-T-T, at wherethersmoke.co. Our podcast cover was designed by Sam Goff, redesigned by Ricky Rowe at Alchemist Creative, and the WTS theme song was written and recorded by Des McKinney and remixed by Nick Jaworski. And... Oh, is that is that my cue? It's my turn? Okay, well, this week we had music from Lee Rosevere. We had Chris Zabriski, Jazar, Kai Engel, David Seste, Poddington Bear, Ketza. We had the podcast Song Exploder. Go check that out. And that was featuring the music of Dara Dorian. And the song was A Beautiful Woman. And of course, we have... Kevin McLeod. Finally, we close out this episode on expression straight out of Compton. I'm expressing with my full capabilities, and now I'm living in correctional facilities. Cause some don't agree with how I do this. I get straight meditate like a Buddhist. NWA take two. Thanks for listening. We love you. We'll see you next time.